The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4, we've been reading it a lot. This is what it says. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. I tell you, I want you to focus every time we read through this where it says Spirit, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one, uh, sorry, for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. As we read this core passage around the spiritual gifts, we see seven times the gifts are referred back to the same or the one Spirit. In this passage about the diversity of the body and the gifts in the body, there is one common denominator, and his name is the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so today, to conclude this seven-week study we've been doing, I want us to talk about the great Holy Spirit, the giver of the gifts, amen? Now, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And essentially, we don't have time today to unpack the Trinity. We're going to talk about that at a later date next year, but Essentially, the word Trinity is the idea that there is one God who exists eternally in three distinct persons, that each person of the Trinity is fully and equally God, yet they are not three gods but one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the divine presence of God that works within the hearts and lives of believers to guide us, comfort us transform us, mature us, and empower us to live like Jesus and to be an effective witness of Jesus. Amen? And today we're going to very quickly, you're going to laugh when I say this, but very quickly walk through seven, seven, I came prepared. Hello. Good clapping. Always, clapping's always allowed. Yes, all right, all right, all right. Seven points on the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we're going to go really quickly. Number one, the Spirit who is our helper. John 14, 15 says this, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus is intelligent and he knows that we're going to need help to keep his commandments. So he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Jesus 
was leaving planet earth and he said, if you love me, you will live according to my word. He said, but I know that's impossible to do by yourself. So I'm going to send you another, the great Holy Spirit who will help you. We see the Holy Spirit as a helper. This word helper in the context can be translated helper, comforter, or advocate. It can be a helper, he can be your comforter, and he is your advocate. When this word is not being used in a biblical sense, it's referring to a legal assistant or an, sorry, a legal assistant or an advocate in the court of law. The short of it is this, the Holy Spirit is here to help you and you can rely on Him like a good and faithful friend. Amen. He's not only a source of comfort to our lives, but He's actively helping us and He's actively fighting for us, guiding us, advocating on our behalf. He is here to help you. And friends, someone needs to know it this morning that the Holy Spirit is your helper and you can rely on Him. That means if you need to lean back for a minute, He's gonna catch you. That means if you have questions, He's gonna answer you. He is the Holy Spirit, our helper, amen? Number two is He's the Spirit who convicts. John chapter 16, verse eight It says this, and when he comes, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. To convict means to prove or find someone guilty. To be guilty means to be justifiably charged with a particular action. The Holy Spirit comes to help us live according to God's Word and God's ways, and the Holy Spirit comes to, number one, convict the world of sin. The Holy Spirit comes and will convince people that they are guilty and dead in their sin, and that they need a Savior whose name is Jesus. Amen? The Bible says no one comes to the Father except whom the Holy Spirit draws. So the Holy Spirit comes and He knocks on that heart you have and He begins to show you and reveal to you that you are sinful, you are dead without Him, and He doesn't want to make you work for that salvation. He just wants to make you receive this salvation that Jesus already paid for on the cross of Calvary for you. Amen? So He convicts of sin. He then convicts the world of righteousness. What happens here is when you are a born-again believer, can you still sin? Yes. Can you walk separate from the ways of God's Word? Yes. But He comes to convince the world of righteousness. Righteousness is right standing with God. It's, it's, It's the state of being in a right relationship with God, and it's demonstrated through obedience to God's Word and a desire to live holy. The Holy Spirit comes and He convicts the world of sin and He leads them to a place of repentance. The Holy Spirit comes and He convicts the world of righteousness that now that you're born again, He's not going to make you feel guilty or condemned for your sin, but He does want to call you to a higher standard of living. He's going to convict you to live in a way that is righteous, that you express what's happened in your heart because of His blood by the way that you live. 
We did a whole series on James. The proof is on in the pudding. You don't get saved by good works, but the works and deeds that you do are proof that God has saved you in the first place. Amen. And then he comes to convict the world of judgment, to remind the world that one day, there is a day called Judgment Day where he will separate the sheep from the goats, that there will be a day that those who follow Jesus will go into eternal life with God forever, and those that reject Jesus will go to an eternal death forever. And so the Holy Spirit comes to convince the world of their sin and need for a Savior who is the righteous one, Jesus. He comes and convicts the world that now that you're saved from your sin, don't go back to your old way like a dog to its vomit, but continue to walk in righteousness and allow the Spirit of God to correct you, not condemn you, to call you higher, not to put you down, that you would walk in righteousness. And He comes to convince the world that there is a day that is coming when the Lord Jesus will separate those who follow him and those who don't. That's why he convicts the world of sin because the Bible tells us that he desires that not one would perish and that all would be saved. Amen? We don't serve an angry God in heaven looking to send people to hell. We serve a loving God in heaven who sent Jesus to give sinful people a way out of death and into life eternal. Come on, if you love him, say amen. Number one, he's the spirit who helps. Number two, he's the spirit who convicts. Number three, he's the spirit who reveals. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to Come, he will glorify me. This is Jesus speaking. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This morning, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit helps us to understand and comprehend the mind of God. The Holy Spirit's ultimate purpose is more than just giving you gifts. It's revealing to the world the Savior, Jesus Christ, the truth that sets people free. The ultimate role of the Holy Spirit is to reveal to us that Jesus is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. He is the presence of God in the earth, and He comes to lead us and guide us into all truth. He comes to help us comprehend and understand what is the will, what is the mind of God, and He comes ultimately to reveal the truth. Jesus, amen? Number four, He's the Spirit who transforms. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. We are being transformed by the Holy Spirit. Our lives are continually transformed by the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit works on us to transform our character and our conduct, who we are and the way that we live. The Holy Spirit matures us and enables us to live in this life like Jesus. We have the gifts of the Spirit that are gifts given to God's people without any requirement on your behalf. But then we have what's known as the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit is not a gift, it is grown. It is a day-by-day step, one foot in front of the other as the Holy Spirit builds us, nurtures us, transforms us from the inside out to not be conformed uh, to this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against these, there is no such law. And those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. He's here to help us because who knows we need it. You need help? I do. Number five, He's the Spirit who unites. The Holy Spirit promotes and enables unity within the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit enables us to live in peace. We talk about it a lot, but the Bible says that the world will know who we are by the love that we have one to another. The Holy Spirit comes to bring unity in amongst diversity, that we're all different in expressions and cultural backgrounds and giftings and callings, yet we're unified in Him through the blood of Jesus. We all become one flesh, one people, born by the Spirit of God, no longer born by the will of a man or by the will of the flesh, but by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit enables and promotes unity within the body. Amen? Number six, the Spirit who gives gifts. We've talked about this for many different weeks along the way. A spiritual gift is any ability that the Holy Spirit uses to do life-giving ministry through a Christian. We looked at the leadership gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, the pastor, the serving gifts, serving, helps, mercy, encouragement, generosity, hospitality, teaching, administration, and leadership, the revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and prophecy, the gift of discernment, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and we finish with the gift of miracles, healings, and faith. These are gifts given by the Spirit to God's people for the main purpose to build up the body of Christ and to win the world for Jesus. Amen? Now we can slow down. This is because I want you guys to get out of here and watch football. Number seven, it's the Spirit who empowers. Acts chapter one, verse eight says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in old Judea, in Samaria, into the ends of the earth. The great Holy Spirit comes to give us power for a purpose. And that purpose is to be a witness 
of Jesus to a broken, hurting, and dying world. We're called to be a witness in word and in deed and in demonstration. In word by what we say. We're called to be a witness in deed by how we live. And in demonstration that we would intentionally display God's miraculous power. We don't just serve a God whose hand is short, that he's distant, he's distant from us, he's in heaven looking down and has no access. We serve a God who said, I'm, he, who said I've died for you, I rose again, and I've got to go because I want to send you a gift. And that gift is the Holy Spirit. And he's going to come. Jesus, being himself in one place at one time, now seated at the right hand of God the Father, sent the Holy Spirit not to be in one place at one time, but to be with you and to be in you and to be around you and to be moving through you because we are filled with the Spirit of God for the purpose of being a witness to the world. Romans 8, 11, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, um, then He who has raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit that dwells within you. We are empowered by the Spirit to be witnesses to the world. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's not just a mystical feeling that you feel sometimes. He is the presence and the power of God in the earth to help you, to convict you, to transform you, to unify us, to give us gifts for the purpose of being empowered to be a witness to the world, to be a witness to your family, to your children, to your grandchildren, to your boss, to your employees, to the people down here in the depths of the city who don't have hope, who have nothing. We are empowered for the purpose of being a witness of Jesus to the world. Everything you think about Jesus, think about Jesus for a minute. Think about the things that come to mind. That's the witness you're supposed to be to those around us. When the Holy Spirit comes, He does mighty works among His people. He does mighty miracles among His people. Amen.